Galatians chapter 3 verse um, 13 to 14 in English. Amen. Galatians chapter 13, chapter 3 from 13 to 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. May God bless the reading of the word. You may be seated. Amen. Um, but now we want to speak about blessings and curses. Amen. Because now we are on of mana balance. Amen. Uh, so from the scripture that we read Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 when you look at verse 13 you see the curse and when you look at verse 14 you see the blessing. So we serve God of balance. There are blessings and there are curses. I want to focus more on curses. Because as a believer, you must not have cases in your life. When you have cases in your life, then we will not see the blessings of God. And people will doubt your God. Because there are cases in your life. When you have cares in your life, nothing can help you. Sometimes we pray for people that are cursed. Nothing will happen to those people. If you are sick, and the reason for your sickness is a curse. Even when you can come to the front and we pray for you, you are not going to be healed. We need to deal with the curse before we deal with the sickness. 
Are you following by me? So I want you to understand this. He say Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You see, the law came from God. But it had a curse. Remember Moses said, after he put the law, he said, Today I put before you life and death. You see, life and death. In other words, in the law, there was life, a blessing, and death, which is a curse. When you read your Bible, in the Bible there are curses and blessings. When you read your spoken word, there are curses and blessings. When you come to church, there are curses and blessings. Blessings come when we obey the voice of God. Curses come when we do not walk according to the word of God. So you can be in the church and you are cursed. Hallelujah. The fact that you are a believer does not mean you will be cursed. You can be cursed as a believer. You can be cursed as a pastor. You can be cursed as a deacon. As long as you don't obey the word, curses will follow your life. Nothing will come right in your life. No matter how many people pray for you, if they can't break that curse, your life will be stagnant. You will not see any progress. You will be sick and no healing will come until you understand there's a curse in my life. Curses are real. What is a curse? It's a spiritual force or barrier. That is usually from one generation to another. Can you see? Your actions will put curses to your children. One day you will be gone. And your children will struggle. Because of the curses that you inherited in your life. Our lives today are difficult. Because our parents did not know God. And they had curses in their 
their lives. Those curses are moving from one generation to another. Since this is a serious matter, because you wonder what is happening with my life. But you don't know there is a curse. So you see, it moves from one generation to another. Limiting you or your family from progressing, from being happy, or living a fulfilling life. So, in other words, you can be a Christian and a Bible believer but you are not progressing in life you are not happy and you are not living a fulfilling life you know you know you just wake up the day is coming no day is different in your life because there is a curse I'm saying this is a spiritual force because it's something that cannot be seen with eyes. Yet you keep asking yourself why the same thing keep repeating itself in my life. Some I'm, I will be talking with your situation, but I am not personal. I'm dealing with cases. And sometimes the things I'm saying does not mean that there is a case in your life. I was I was dealing with a, a family in Botswana. And through a counseling, I was in the counseling, I was dealing with a daughter. You know, this daughter went through a traumatic experiences. And was uh, in at home. So we prayed for the daughter. Usually when I pray and something don't go away, I know there's a case somewhere. So when we, I was interviewing the daughter, I felt like I need to interview the mother also. So when I started with the mother, I realized that she's got more problems than the daughter. And these problems are going to the daughter. The mother explained to me that she's divorced and when she was a child, she was raped. And she said, my mother was divorced. And when she was a child, she was raped. And she said, my daughter did not confess that she was raped also. 
in the message. So you tell me there are no cases. That cycle is going on and on in that family. Until somebody do something about it. Cases is not an emotional issue. You don't say, I hate it, I don't want it to happen to me. It will happen anyhow. There are many people who hated divorce, but they are divorced. There are many people who hate poverty, but they are poor. Because it's curses. You need to know the power of the world to renounce that curse in your life. You cannot live with that curse. You cannot accept that situation. You are the child of God. You need to stand on the ground of the word and renounce the curse. You cannot play church. You cannot be prayerless. When there is curse in your family, you see the curse in your parents. You see the curse in your grandparents. But you are still playing church. Let me tell you that devil is not playing. That situation will happen in your life. Not because we don't pray for you. Not because you don't believe the message. But because you are not serious with God. We have believers today. They are doubting that God is alive. Because they don't see results in their lives. They blame God. But the problem is their lack of seriousness with God. Saints, we must wake up. The devil cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus, Jesus said we must be sober and vigilant. We must be prayerful. You cannot only pray on Sunday. You cannot only pray religiously when you are blessing food. You need to live a prayerful life. Hallelujah. You need to depend on God. Pray that your life turn around. Problem with many believers. They are not tired with their situation. They are not enough with their situation. The Bible says from the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been suffering violence. And the violent are taking it by force. Yes, there are blessings. But you must take them by force. Hallelujah. If God has to bless you, and there's a curse in your life, that blessing is not going to come easy. 
You need to take it by force and say, I'm not going to live the same life. Lord, I know my background. Nobody made it. So it's not going to be easy. Nobody was married. So it's not going to be easy. Everybody was divorced. So it's not going to be easy. But Lord, I'm taking it by force. I'm taking it by force. Nobody built a house. But I'm taking it by force. Can you see that? When the case is involved, you must fight your way out. Hallelujah. 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 You can't live the same life. Brother, Abraham blessings are mine. There are no Abraham blessings in heaven. Those blessings must be enjoyed here. You must enjoy the happy marriage here. You must enjoy your success here. You must enjoy to see your children obedient here. Many believers, they are not enjoying the blessings. They are enjoying the curses. Hallelujah. Amen. Many believers. They are not enjoying the blessings. They are enjoying the curses. Amen. You are enjoying instead of enjoying. Oh, Amen. Hallelujah. Curses. Hallelujah. Usually, when somebody works hard and tries the best they can. That person must succeed. It's like that you work hard, you will succeed. But if you are working hard year after year, and nothing is changing in your life, then you know there's a case somewhere. You see, may God help us. So if I come from a caste family, when I become a Christian, does that mean those curses are gone? The answer is no. The Bible says Jesus has freed us, and it's very specific, from the curse of what? Of the law. Not your generational cases. The case of the law. Hallelujah. Amen. When God curses you, He said, I will visit even unto your fourth generation. 
So can you see that? Sometimes things are not going well in your life because of your father's father's father. There are sins. Are causing problems in your life. Can you see that? So what must you do? You need to renounce yourself. From that bloodline. From that family. Most of us we are cursed because we love our families too much. Hallelujah. Abraham could not be blessed in his family. Because his family was idol worshippers. Imagine God blessing Abraham inside the family of idol worshippers. He said, if you want to see my blessing, separate yourself from your own people. Hallelujah. Amen. Separate yourself from your brothers and your sisters. Stand alone and I will bless you. Amen. Most of you are not separated. You are still part of them. You still support the Pabadim. That's why you have curses that are following you. I have to say this, Baila. Because we need to overcome the curses. You need to separate yourself. Can you see that? I'm not saying don't love your relatives. Love them and support them. You know what my relative will say to in, in, Not just my relative, but in my own home, what it one day. But, yes, they must just tell you. Because you know where you are standing. Hallelujah. That's why the cases are still coming. Because we are still connected to them spiritually. God wants you to be separated people. Even if it's your father or mother. Separate with them. Separate with their tradition. Stand with God. Hallelujah. Amen. You must be bold to stand with God. 
Then you will see blessings coming in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what he will do. Think of it, you want to succeed and be successful in life. You are coming to school, you are coming, you want you are educated. And you are connected with a man that did not even know God. Hallelujah. No. You need to renounce those relations. You don't renounce them physically. You need to, my goodness, let me put it this way. You need to renounce your parents. Renounce them as your parents spiritually. If you don't want generational curses, renounce your parents spiritually, but love them physically. Hallelujah! Amen. Renounce them. Brother Brenham renounced his parents. He said, I came to a point Yeah. 
But she's so successful. She doesn't look for a promotion. Promotions look for her. People complain that this woman is not at work for the... In, in a week, he comes only twice. But when the promotion comes, they look for her. 
And I said, God, what is this? And he said, You see this woman? There's a generational blessing. Her mother helped so many people. So blessings are searching for her. They are looking for That's why David was saying, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. So it's because of her mother. Her mother was a nurse. And she helped she helped people wholeheartedly. And the blessing flowed to the children. By now, one day your kids will kiss your grave. If you do not obey the word of God. My goodness. Some things I will touch on Wednesday. Some cases we get them by association. Hallelujah. Associating with wrong people. Can you see that? Most cases in marriage. Remember in marriage two families come together. When you marry into that family, you are married to the cases of that family. There are families that are, for instance, accident prone. You know those families. It's a case. If you are a wife of that person, <laughs> when it gets into accident, it's going to affect you. Can you see that? Now, you will be coming from a blessed family. Marrying in a cursed family. It will be difficult. By now, we need the Holy Spirit. Our children need the Holy Spirit. Amen. The sisters here, they are going to meet men outside the message. Men coming from the families that don't honor God, that has got idols and curses. That's why Brother Bram said, under no circumstances should a believer marry an unbeliever. I didn't say a message believer. Okay, I didn't say a message person. 
There are unbelievers in the message. Hallelujah. There are people in the message that still consult Sangomas. They still have got portions to make you fall in love with their daughter. That's why you must pray, brother. This is spiritual. You need to pray. You need to seek the face of God so that you marry right. There was a young man who was very powerful in the Pentecostal church. No, not me. Yo. I'm still powerful. I'm joking. <laughs> a young man, very powerful young man. The devil wanted to destroy him so much. But he didn't have a door to destroy him. Do you know what they did? One woman took her daughter to the bottom of the river. They made her a mermaid. And they sent her back into the church. That little lady was just targeting that young man. And eventually that young man married that mermaid. When they were performing marriage on the earth, their spiritual marriage was happening under the water. And that marriage destroyed that young man. Fire was gone from that young man. Eventually, she, he became just a drunkard. There are people that will be destroyed by wrong marriages. Can you see that? Amen. Cases by association. Amen. Proverbs 26, verse 2. Proverbs 26, verse 2. See why the devil is challenging this sound system. Proverbs 26, verse 2. Amen. Amen. As the bed by wandering, as the swallow by flying, yes. so the curse costless shall not come. The chest costless shall not come. So true. So a curse must have a cause. Yes. So you cannot have a curse without a cause. If you want to, to break the curse, you must know what caused it. Can you see that? 
Amen. That's the first thing. The first thing in your life, you must know whether there is a curse or not. And what caused it? So that you will be able to renounce. Can you see that? And we will speak more about generational curse on Wednesday. You see, but you see what one thing I want to mention, what generational curse will do. Usually, uh, if there's a curse in a mother's life, the curse will not affect all the children. It usually chooses one. Can you see that? Mm. That's why uh, when you see the entire family under the curse, then you know something big is happening. But usually the curse will pick one person if it's coming from a mother or father. And usually it's the firstborn. So if you are a firstborn, you need to be prayerful. Firstborn. You need your attacks. You don't understand what you are dealing with. Because you see, as a firstborn, when you succeed, you make it easy for your younger ones. But when you fail, it you make it difficult for the younger ones. That's why the devil is targeting you. I will tell you what most firstborn feel. And the firstborn is in play when I get in the tigapo. I will tell you what you are feeling most of the time. You feel like your life, your life is going nowhere. You feel like you are stagnant. You know why? You are feeling a lot of pressure from the younger ones. Because the devil will make it easy for them to succeed. Sometimes you see younger ones working before you. Younger ones getting married before you. Can you see that? It is the challenge that the devil is putting in your life. And usually when the firstborn can overcome the curse that wants to come into their life. It goes to the last board. And let me tell you, there's nothing as painful as a cursed last board. 
Hapo tulela haona nchoke bosongo lolo ka mwana wa ofera ya rohakeke. Just last bones you usually see them on the street. They become street kids. Obabona mani strate mani. You go go and interview. We are not speaking from we are speaking from result that we know. Go to the street. Most of them are last bones. Ya mani strate baba ngata ba mo strate ke ba mafelo. Because last bones don't have a strength. So most of the Kuloza Satan, last bonds are shielded by the first born. God made them strong. Amen. Amen. See, so don't uh, speak bad about your, your, your sister and say, eh, when I'm a philobar, I'll get to you succeeded because he was shielding you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. half of the sermon. Right. Give us a word at the type of cases. The first one is the case of sin. Genesis chapter 3 verse 16. Genesis chapter 3 to Maria 16. Yeah, most of them I'm just gonna read them myself so that we save time. The first case is case of what? The first case is case of what? Case of sin. The case of sin is for everyone. Genesis chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says, to the woman, this was God speaking, he said, he said to the woman, I will make you pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. You know, people said that Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> he broke these cases. Remember, of Adam and Eve. But uh, but I want to ask women. Do you give birth without pain? No. Even when you are born again. <laughs> Can you see how cases work? I don't care whether you are born again or not. Yeah. A case is a case. He said in pain you will give birth. And he said your desire will be for your husband. And he will rule over you. Can you see that? Amen. Is your husband still ruling you? Or you are ruling him? You are reversing the case. Yes. Back to the sender. Better back to the sender. It's God. The sender is God. It's God who said your husband must rule you. Your desire must be on him. You know, and some say, "I'm a man of ambassadors." 
It's a curse. Get to her. Hallelujah. Amen. There will never, it will never be normal for a woman, a wife to rule a man. Listen to what I am saying. The power of the cross made the curse bearable. But it did not remove it. How? It's making you to have a man that is compassionate. Yes, can you see that? So he is the man is still ruling over you, but he is compassionate. Can you see that? Amen. But the man that does not know God, when he rules over you, you feel that this man is ruling over me. And he said the desire of this woman will be upon the husband. I will make it practical example. If in the house you want to buy a car a man wants a baki. And you want a sedan. And nobody is willing to give up what they want. By virtue of this curse, you must leave your desires and get the baki. Oh my goodness. Who break the ties in marriages? I'm asking a question. When you are in an argument, it must come to the word. I gave you my reasons. But how am I So I'm submitting. And you know what will happen when you submit? God will, if you are right, God will make sure that this man suffer consequences. My wife was right. Amen. Can you see that? Amen. Let's go. In other families, it's like you can have a reference. <laughs> Who will decide or Amen. must be the word. Amen. My goodness. You know how many cases we want to deal with? Ten. I only touched one. So I'm, I'm maybe I will just end with one. Hallelujah. He says, um, to Adam he said, verse 17. Because you listen to your wife. 
That you must not eat. Can you see that? When God spoke with you as a man, you have the right not to listen to your wife. But if God did not speak, it's only your opinion or your mind. Then you must listen to your wife. But when God said something, sometimes God can just say, uh, give thousand rand to the church. If it's God, you don't have to listen to your wife. But if it's you, for instance, in my house, tithe is not up for discussion. I don't discuss it with my wife. Ananias discussed with Safire. Ananias and Safire by never discuss. You see, money that is available for discussion and budget is 90%. Hallelujah. I don't know a man who give uh, his wife 100%. But I honor a man who give a woman 90%. And the woman likes so, who is working. Hallelujah. And we are dealing with cases. Can you see that? And now, you listen to the wife, but the case is coming to you, man. You see? That curse is the crown. Because of you. And he said, through pain you will toil and you will eat food from it all the days of your life. You see how curse works? If you are a man and you don't listen to God, can you see that? Amen. As a man, you must be tough when it comes to the things of God. My wife knows that. I don't have discussions on the things of God. We will come after I've done what God said I must do. Praise God. Amen. That's what Abraham did. God said, take your son. Go make sacrifice with the son. 
Was he the son of the father only? It was the child of both parents. But Abraham never discussed it. Because God spoke to Abraham alone. Can you see that? Amen. Amen. Let me give you two cases and then we close. Others we will cover on Wednesday. Let, let's speak about self-imposed curses. When you curse yourself. Some people they curse themselves. In this situation, you find it among the believers. You usually curse yourself depending on how you react. Situations. Your behavior towards situations. Hmm? You see? Amen. Self imposed. So, what the devil will do? The devil knows your emotional triggers. He knows when you are emotional, you will impose curse on yourself. The things that you're gonna speak. Let us look at First Peter chapter three, verse eight. You will see here there's a curse and a blessing. Praise God. A curse and a blessing. Peter says, First Peter chapter 3, verse 8. He said, Finally, all of you. Should be of one and the same mind. Can you see that? Amen. One and the same mind. Sympathizing with one another. Loving each other as brethren. Tender hearted and humble. If you do those things, you will see blessings in your life. If you do opposite, you will see curses in your life. He say, be loving to one another. Be tender-hearted. Listen to verse 9. Never return evil for evil. 
or insult for insult. But on the contrary, return blessings. Can you see that? Oh my goodness. Amen. When you re- when somebody do something evil to you and you return evil with evil, you are cursed. Oh. You just cast yourself. We My goodness. Yeah. He said, what you need to do is to bless those who do evil to you. Maybe you don't know how to bless them. Blessing here means pray for their welfare. Pray for their happiness. Pray for their protection. Feel sorry for them and love them. Hallelujah. Then you attract blessings in your life. Hallelujah. It does not matter how much they hate you. Don't return evil by evil. But upon every evil, return the blessing. Pray for them. Pray for their happiness and their protection. Hallelujah. Praise God. So when you know somebody is doing evil to you, he's speaking bad about you. It's your opportunity to attract the blessings from God. Because now you are about to bless for them. Maybe I was not praying for Brother Keleto. But when I hear he's planning evil or saying evil about me. Now it's time for me to pray for him. It's time to put him as a prayer item. That, oh, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Father, may you bless them. May you show them your love. May they see they are wrong about me. What they are doing or saying will not change who I am. Hallelujah. The Bible said, Can bitter water and, and, and good water come out of the same river? Hallelujah. Amen. And verse 9 continues saying, For know that. To this you have been called. That you myself may inherit a blessing. Can you see that? How do you inherit the blessing? When you bless those that do evil to you. How do you inherit curses? When you return evil with evil. Then your family will be cursed. 
Your children will be cursed. Some of you, if you can think correctly, you will know exactly when did the curse start in your life. See, it's God of balance. He cannot bless you. There's no way. And our problem is that we don't repent of our actions. Over time, we forget. But God don't forget. I'm telling you, after five, six years, you will wonder what is happening in your life. There's a case involved. That's why I say, in the prayer line, we pray for people that are cursed and we don't know. Amen. You are called to bless. Amen. You only inherit the blessing when you bless. May God richly bless you. Help us, God. May God help us. Saints of God, I hope this will open our eyes. We might not preach it again. But this will speak against you in the judgment day. You will say to God, why didn't you bless me? Why was I suffering? And God will say, I opened your eyes. That there's cares in your life. And you didn't do anything about it. If you are not doing anything about the case, God cannot help you. Let us stand on our feet. As we are about to pray. I believe the Holy Spirit is fixing the church. If we want to be blessed, we need to listen to the voice of God. We need to listen to the voice of God. I was in the, in the tent 
You know, when I was called to pray, the Holy Spirit was speaking specifically with certain people that they need to come and be prayed for. And those people were not coming. Because you know why? They are respected people in their churches. Most of them were Mamurutis. And I said, you hear the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. I even gave them the sign that you are feeling the fire right now in the stomach. That's the only time where they came. And after that service, the Holy Spirit said to me, we have come to the time of Timothy chapter 3. That perilous time will come. Where men will be lovers of themselves. They will be proud and boastful. They will love pleasure more than they love God. And that time is upon us, church. The word is no longer transforming us. The word is no longer changing us. We are no longer hungry for God. We just come to church and we go. But the prophet said, look at the church. How powerless it is. People are successful. But the church is powerless. You know why? Because we don't listen to the voice of God. Saints, let us take this word serious. Personalize this word. Introspect yourself. Check if there is no curse in your life. And renounce it in the name of Jesus Christ. I want us to pray. I want all of us to pray. We are going to sing a worshiping song. And as we are singing, I want you to introspect your life. Check if there's a curse. And renounce it in the name of Jesus. Refuse it. Disconnect yourself. You are more than able. Because greater is he that is in you. Amen. Than the one that is in the world. Amen. Let us take your worship in song. And then we will all pray.